Welcome to American Players Theater Talk Backs to Go. I'm Buzz Kemper, and I invite you to take a walk up the hill with Orange Schroeder and me as Orange chats with director William Brown and actor Tracy Michelle Arnold about APT's production of A Streetcar Named Desire by Tennessee Williams. We're here to talk about A Streetcar Named Desire with Bill Brown, who's directing it, and Tracy Arnold, who is playing the famous role of Blanche. This is a play that a lot of people know from the famous movie version, and not as many people have seen uh, Tennessee Williams play on stage. Tell me how this is going to differ from the movie version for those that know and love that. Well, it's funny. I've actually, I've been offered this play before, and I resisted it for uh, probably reasons I don't even understand. But one of the reasons was I felt like that Elia Kazan movie, which was based on his original production, uh, was iconic, and you know, uh, you know, how do you, how do you get past that? But I, I saw a production in Chicago um, uh, that my friend David Cromer directed at Writers Theater, and he totally did his own production. Well, duh, that's of course what we're all supposed to do all the time. I don't know why I was such a, you know, so silly about it, but uh, it gave me courage to think. Well, wait a minute. Maybe there's a streetcar in me. And then this came up, and Tracy came up, which is, uh, who's iconic herself. Uh, (laughs) But no, I mean, Tracy and I have done a lot of plays together. And we have a shorthand. And the chance to do this play that, mm, I find myself drawing on my family, on my mother, on my aunts, in ways I don't think I've ever done before so completely. Uh, But... To do it with Tracy is, it's a whole nother ballgame. And we don't even think about that other production. And you do hear the famous lines, and they're they're rediscovered. I, I can honestly say that, because the circumstances are different. We're different. Uh, we're outdoors in Wisconsin. It, 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 I, I feel it will be a very original production. And Tracy, as as Blanche taking on this role that so many people will recognize, um, what what do you bring to her? How do you view her as a hopeful character, or is she an honest character? Do you like her? I like her. I love her. I pity her. Um, I think she's ferociously hopeful and extremely brave and strong. Because of the circumstances she has lived through, Prior to you ever seeing her walk on the stage, she has lived through a hellish set of circumstances that I don't know, I don't know of anyone being able to survive so well. (laughs) Uh, She lost uh, her husband in a terrible way. She was misled by her husband before ever marrying him about who he really was, and then she lost him in a terrible way, and then she proceeded to lose everyone in her family, and she proceeded to be the caretaker for everyone in her family as they died, one after the other after the other, and then ultimately she lost her job, she lost her home, so she lost everything that made her who she was. And at the beginning of this play, you see her coming to find the last piece of the vestiges of who she was in her sister, to find the last piece of home. And you mentioned homelessness. It makes me think about the fact that many of the people that we see as homeless in today's society often have backstories that we just don't know. Of course. Absolutely. 
And, uh, you know, at what point do they lose hope? Well, I don't want Blanche to lose hope at all in the play. I think that's what makes her amazing. You know, when you start into a play, you start, I started this a year ago, uh, with casting and with design meetings and reading the play and reading about the play and reading about Tennessee Williams. And uh, the play is driven by hope. Every single person in this play has an idea of a better future for themselves, uh, including Blanche, particularly including Blanche. And uh, the fact that the circumstances are so desperate, oh, I think I actually think it makes it more tragic, but it also, I mean, we've, we really, I'm not kidding, we've found so much that's genuinely funny in this play because human beings come up against the worst and they either burst into tears or share a laugh. And particularly with these two sisters, they share a history. And some of those scenes are so touchingly funny like laugh out loud funny um and and the other thing you mentioned was about truth and we we feel very strongly that each of these characters has his or her moment of no really this is the truth talk about the other three a little bit and, and what that moment is for them well uh you know the the relationship with her sister is a constant throughout the play and it changes and it, and it evolves and it you know, you see the history, you see what it was, must have been like to grow up with Blanche, what it must have been like to grow up with Stella. Uh, um, and uh, it, it sh they offer each other comfort as best they can. Uh, Stanley, we all have an idea of Stanley, but Stanley is, is a supreme truth teller, brutally honest. Uh, and he has his own agenda. That marriage, uh, Blanche may disagree, but that marriage, before she walks into, the, into their courtyard, is a happy marriage. Um, and then there's Mitch, who... I mean, they're all flawed and, and needy in unique ways. And uh, Mitch... Uh, takes care of his mother who's dying. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't had much of a social life. He loved a girl a long time ago who died. Uh, I, I mean, it's, I don't think it's odd that Blanche and Mitch meet, form an attachment. And have a hope. And have a, they all have a hope. Mm -hmm. I'd like to actually maybe retract something Go that ahead. I said, which is that... <laughs> When I said I can't imagine surviving the circumstances that she lived through, to add on to what Bill said, everyone has a story. Yeah. Like when yeah. you said, Orange, about a homeless person and yeah. not knowing what kind yeah. of... Everyone walking around has walked through some kind of fire that we don't know about and that if we knew about, we would probably have enormous admiration for. I think every human being has the capability to survive what yeah. seem like insurmountable obstacles. Um, Blanche is just one of many. 
But that's also the advantage of theater that we see someone's story on stage that we couldn't go up to them and say, so so tell me what you've been through. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Theater is constantly telling us not to judge a book by its cover, isn't it? Because theater opens the book and lets you read a little bit, and you go, oh. When Tennessee Williams said about this play that that it said what he felt he needed to say because he, uh, as you know, was... um, had been ill, and he thought that he was possibly not going to write any plays beyond this. So let's let's talk about Tennessee Williams a little bit. What what uh, what should we know as audience members about his authorship? I think this is one of the greatest American plays ever written. It's our I keep saying it's our three sisters. It's an astonishing play at an astonishing moment in his life. Um, he's a poet. He's a crafty dramatist. He knows absolutely what he's doing when he's writing a play, even when the costume changes need to happen. Uh, um, and he has, his, he's, his heart is on his sleeve in the best possible way, in, in a way that, that you can't ignore. Yeah, I said to Bill about a week ago, we were working on the last few scenes of the play, and you know, the circumstances get more and more dire. <laughs> the tragedy just kind of heightens and heightens and heightens as the play goes on. And and you would think that rehearsing the last three scenes of the play would be ex- extremely difficult. And I, I, I was nervous going into that day of rehearsal. But after we worked through it, we, Bill and I were sitting on the set and I said, it's fascinating what good writing does. I said, it sets, it sets an actor up like dominoes getting set up. And all you have to do is try to live and be and breathe in the moment and 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 believe in what you're saying and receiving and the dominoes just fall click 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 and it it doesn't become uh, arduous it's not a, right. a hard task as long as you trust what's come before and just follow through it is like getting Absolutely. hit by a domino over and over and over yeah. again yeah. and Tennessee Williams is so fine at setting up that that domino stack, right. truly. It's a great metaphor. And, you know, it, this play was written in New Orleans. You can't talk about this play without talking about New Orleans. And he, um, he came of sexual age in New Orleans. He was a virgin until he was 28. And, uh, and you know, until some, during World War II, some paratrooper climbed up his trestle. And that's how, that's the, that in New Orleans. True story. Yeah, mm. that's how it, and so. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah that is true. Pretty dashing way to <laughs> yeah, go. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, e- 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 you, 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 sex permeates this play. It is a streetcar named Desire. And, and sex in so many, in good, bad, and ugly ways, right? I mean, how we use sex, how we need sex, how sex is a bomb for what we're not getting uh, 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 otherwise. Uh, um, and uh, um, that's been, I mean, once you face that, and, and, I, and again, let me talk about New Orleans. It's the other character. Mm-hmm. You know, he said... And kids, I'm not saying this is the way it should be, but uh, he said to be young and drunk and living in New Orleans, uh, he had an idea, it was his spiritual home. And his spiritual home involved all the senses. And, uh, uh, you know, New Orleans is nothing if not a town of survivors. 
So that early on became, I mean, I had a moment where I thought I'd, ca- I'd put it in post-Katrina post New Orleans. But we don't have to. We're, we've actually moved it up a little bit to 1963, the summer before Kennedy gets killed. Uh, and it, it, everyone in this play is determined to survive. Tell me about your choice to set it in that particular summer. Well, uh, Hope and Desperation is sort of the subtitle of the play in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that was a moment in our history when how could we go wrong? The best and the brightest. Uh, post-war boom. Uh, how, could, how could our country fail? And then the assassination started, and, I mean, any number of things happened after that summer. Uh, so it seemed, and I, and, and Tracy Arnold is our, is our Blanche, and I just knew she'd look wonderful in those sleek Jackie Kennedy clothes. <laughs> That's Always terribly important, Mr. Brown. That's right. <laughs> and, and Tracy, you have to switch back and forth this season between uh, British accent and Pride and Prejudice and, mm-hmm. and Blanche. Obviously, a New Orleans accent is very important because, as you said, New Orleans is, is the setting. Uh, is that a challenge for you? Do you work with a voice coach? We do. We work with vocal coaches. Eva Brenneman is our uh, dialect and voice coach for this show. She's a extraordinary. She has an amazing ear. And I'm very fortunate that I'm one of the people that doesn't have to do a New Orleans accent. Blanche is from Laurel, Mississippi. So that's another sound. Um, But it's been really great fun doing it. And as for swapping back into Pride and Prejudice, we'll see what we can see. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to tag on to Bill's notion that the play is about, has a lot to do with sexuality. And I also think it has what did you say? It's about hope and desperation. Yes. I think in my he- head it's about sex and death. Well, because there's a yeah. lot of death Same that thing, permeates. Really, isn't it? Exactly right. <laughs> and Blanche actually has a line that says the opposite of death is desire, and it is. It's like the opposite of death is life. And what? When are you more alive than when you're being sexually uh, available and intimate with another human being? That's and it's the beginning of life, literally. Too yeah. and Stella's yeah. a pregnant character in the play, and yeah. there's so much life and death in the play. It sort of encompasses the yep. whole circle. So we're going to ride on that streetcar with you. Thank you so much for this Thank wonderful you. production. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. Talkbacks to Go is a production of Orange Tree Imports, Pro Video and Film, and Audio for the Arts. Your host is Orange Schroeder. I'm Buzz Kemper. Our music is by Steve Tibbetts and is used by permission of the artist. Please find us on iTunes and YouTube under APT Talkbacks to Go. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.